is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, everyone. Nice to see you all. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good, good. I'm well as well. Thank you so much. Today is indeed Father's Day. I'd like to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. Um, have great fun. Like um, many of us, um, I was downstairs in our home having my quiet time. My children came running with gifts and cards that they make. And in fact, this shirt is their gift. Father's their gift. Uh, lovely children, lovely children they are. Um, thank God. Um, so, what to say? They do this all downstairs. Then I go upstairs preparing for today, praying, and then suddenly my daughter comes up. I hear you're going to have chocolates for Father's Day at church. You're not eating yours. You're saving them for us. <laughs> so, happy Father's Day. So, I've, I've got mine there. I've saved it for my daughter and my son. <laughs> Good. Right. Um, we are looking at a wonderful series, um, um, Lessons from Wilderness, the Journey of the Israelites. Today, we're going to be looking at Enabled by God, okay, the topic being Enabled by God, and the passage that we're going to be reading through and try to pick out lessons as, as God leads us and speaks to us is the passage of Exodus uh, chapter 31, verses 1. To 11. I'm going to read it out to you. It'll come up on the screen and you can follow it. It's in the New Living Translation version. All right? So this is what it says. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of her, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom ability and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He's a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. Wow. What is this? When I read through this, I look at it as I work in a HR department, you see. I read it like a reference, a referee giving a reference for someone. Okay, this is a reference that God is giving about someone. He's like a recruitment manager recruiting people. Okay, I've chosen this person and these are their qualities. You know, we have, I don't know if you have um, given, you've been a referee before, you have given reference for someone or you had asked someone when you actually applied for jobs, for reference, we have columns. It says quality of work, teamwork, punctuality. Um, what other things? You know, there's quite a lot of things. And then you have um, probably four different, at least in our office, we have four different things. We have poor, fair, good, and excellent. Most of the time, we receive excellent. Some of the time, we have fair, you know, good in some of the areas and all that. But here, imagine God himself is giving a reference for two of these guys. They are saying he's excellent. They are good at this. They are very skillful. I have poured out my spirit on them to do such wonderful things. And now he's talking about the other person now. And I have personally appointed Oholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen, 
so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. And this is what God had commanded them to make. The tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, the ark's cover, the, the place of atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the wash basin with its tan, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garment of Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons to wear as they minister as priests, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsmen must make everything as I have commanded you. What you see is that, okay, this is like a huge list which most of the things we don't understand. What is this? You know, tabernacles and all this. Okay, let me tell you the gist of it. God is giving a project to Moses now that they come out of Egypt, you know, out of slavery, and God is leading them, God is with them. He's giving them a project of building a tabernacle. He's not just giving Moses or asking or giving a task to Moses. Moses, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want all the people to do. He's not just doing that. He's also recruiting people and providing, you know what, I've already gifted people with certain expertise, and, I, and they will be a great help for you to achieve this. Why? Why would God do all these things? The reason is, that's what we're going we're gonna to look at at you know, two different points today, and within that, how this helps us to understand those points. That's what we're going to see. The main reason of God building this tabernacle is, or giving the instruction, is because God said, I want to come and live among you. Okay, that's what we're going to read. First of all, what we learn from this passage and the passages before is that God is interested in you. Hallelujah. God is interested in you. God is interested in me. He's interested in all of us. He's interested in, in every single detail of our life. He is interested in us. That's what um, Felix brought as well. He, when he prayed, he said, God knows everything about you. He is absolutely interested in you, guys. Okay, what is this interest for? First of all, God's interest is in us is to have, or he desires to have, fellowship with us. Candy, a few, few weeks ago when she was preaching about the new covenant that we have, she was talking about how God longs for a relationship with us. He's a God of relationship. Wow, this is amazing. He's now saying, he, I mean, he's explaining this even further. Now say, I desire to have fellowship with you. Exodus uh, chapter 25, verses 8 and 9 re reads this. Just a few chapters before, when, this is when he's handing the project over to Moses. This is what he's saying. Having the people of Israel, sorry, have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishing exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Guys, we have this amazing creator of this universe, this awesome God, this almighty God, this so powerful God. What is his desire? He likes to come and live with us. He's so interested in us that he wants to have fellowship with us, not just once, not just you know, one-off on a daily, everyday minute, you know, basis. This is our God. Right. If I would ask you, what is your favorite hangout? 
to men and women separately, you will all have different things. You know, through the week, what would you like to do as a relaxation? So you're all working hard, you're all involved in so many things. As a relaxation or something like a hangover, what do you want to do? Some might say, oh, I'm waiting for Friday night. Thank God it's Friday. You heard of the phrase? Thank God it's Friday. Because Friday night, I can go hang out with friends. I can go for dinner. I'm looking forward to go to this. And oh, you know what? If we book this restaurant, we are going there. We're really looking forward. Some people want to go for a new movie. Marvel movie comes out and says, oh, I'm really waiting for this. You know, some people want to go bowling. Some people want to do golf because that is a great hangout. Some people um, um, want to go on a drive, go to the beach, holiday, whatnot. Women love to spend time with others. They love to go, oh, I'm waiting to go for shopping. There's a new B&M that's open. There's a new Next. There's a new Matalan that's open. I'm going to go. So, you know, I'm not saying this is every woman, but I'm just saying. Um, you would want to try out new things. Oh, our guys are, you know, we are hanging out ladies together to have fun. There's a lot of hangouts like this. You could, you could mention many of them. Um, but if you ask God, what is your favorite hangout? What do you want to do? You know what he would say? I want to come and live with you. I want to have fellowship with you. That is my hangout. That is my interest. Isn't he an amazing God? Imagine, as if he hasn't got anything else. He's God. He's got so much, but he loves us so much. He's so interested in us that he wants to have fellowship with us. And the other beautiful thing is, he says, so I can live among you. He wants to come down where you are. He wants to come down to where I am. We've read about so many things. We've seen so many things. Well, because if we need to get to God, we need to do so many things. We need to pass so many levels. And maybe you'll have to travel along. Or maybe you'll have to follow very hard set of rules. Or maybe you'll have to accomplish so many things and achieve so many things in order to even get a little favor from God. But here we see a God who comes down to each and every one of us. The creator of heaven and the earth just saying, I want to come down to you. My favorite hangout. I want to come and have fellowship with you. This is our God. This is our God. He knows we cannot do anything about it. If he says, he puts a demand, okay, this is what you do. He knows we cannot fulfill it because we are humans, we are weak, and we cannot do anything about it. So he sent his son down to earth to come to us. That is how much he is interested in us. God is interested to have fellowship with us. In this, we also see God is so interested in us that he chose us. I'm not saying he's choosing us. He already has chosen us. There's a verse in the Bible from Jeremiah. Jeremiah tells his story uh, the book of Jeremiah, verses 1, 5, God says to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Wow. Wow. The beauty of this is here, he's not choosing someone on the basis of how they look, 
on the basis of which family they're coming from, on the basis of your qualification. Yeah? Imagine we had to apply, make an application to God, prepare a CV, prepare a resume, and, and present it to God, and God had to choose. He'll have to go through all one by one. Um, I'm interested in that. Oh, that mm, not enough experience. They're not so doing, no skills, no. No, here there is no application process. Here you don't have to bring out with your, you know, the best of your qualities and the best of your ability, and you don't have to pretend that you are someone else. God is saying, even before you were born, even before you were formed in your mother's womb, I have chosen you. What an amazing God. What an amazing Father we are. He's so interested in us that he has chosen us even before. There's another chapter in the Bible, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, Psalms 139. Guys, you should go and read it. You should definitely read it. Okay, it talks about how God knits us. You know the DNA supercoiling? If you know, if you're from the uh, you know, uh, scientific background, I am from. So the supercoiling, all that, it's like knitting. He knit us in our mother's womb. Even before... The days of our life came into existence. He has ordained every single one of them. Wow. And he's not a God who decides everything. Sometimes, you know, people pick up certain verses and then they go, oh, so he's chosen. Okay. Right. He chosen to me by, to be like this. So that is why I'm like this. So put the blame on God. No, we don't look at just one part of it. We look at the whole Bible where God says, yes, he chose us. He has also given us the free will to make our own choice, out of our own choice to go and love him. But because he is massive, he's so big, his capacity is too much for us to even conceive, to even understand. Our knowledge, our brain, our capacity is very limited. God is, is absolutely massive. It's like our brain is like one drop in an ocean, and God's, uh, God's potential is massive, even beyond the ocean. Um, so, he knows, even before we are form formed in our mother's womb, he can look into the future, he knows every single thing that we do, that we would do, whether we would take this decision or that decision, what we would do, every single day he can see into it. That is the Almighty God. And he is the one who has chosen you and me. We are celebrating Father's Day today. You know, one of the choices that we don't have, if you think of it, we have choice for everything. We can choose whole loads of things. You know, the car, the house, even your wife, even your husband, even uh, so many other things you can choose. But one thing you can't choose is your parents. You see, you don't know where you're going to be born. You're not there sitting there, oh, okay, right, I like this family. They seem to be well off. They seem to be really good. I want to be born in that family. No. That is not a choice that we can ever make. But God, God, out of his loving kindness, he chose us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. He's such a loving God. Guys, you know what? You are special. I am special. He's interested in each and every one of us. He knows us in such detail even before we were formed in our mother's womb. God is so interested in us that he has a part for each and every one of us in his purpose. He's not just, what to say, wanting to have fellowship with us. It is not just that he has chosen us, but he's also 
got a part for each and every one of us to play. You see, this is what in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Imagine God is uh, you know, having a big project and all the people, that you and me, that He has chosen, He's got a part to play. It could be anything, but there is a part for each and every one of us to play. We are all included, guys. Hallelujah. We are all included. You know, uh, when, uh, 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 as a family, we watch a movie. We are really into Disney movies. We sit and watch as a family together. One of the things that we really enjoy is after the movie, the names, the huge, the boring list of names that comes, you know? You might be thinking, this is a crazy family. No, yes, we, we love that. Um, one of the reasons is, the way we do it is we, we look for our names in there. We look for ours, suddenly Hudson, hey, my name, my name, Hudson. And then my, Jessica, Jessica is quite a common name, so everywhere it's Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. She starts counting, one, two, three, oh, I've had this. And poor my wife, um, she is from India, and she's got a beautiful name, Vidya. It's a very Indian name, so we don't get to see in the Disney movies of her name. But she, she's not upset about it, good. Um, Elisha, again, my son, his is very, very rare. Very rare to see his name. So they go for the surname, Hudson, it's quite a common name. So they try to find these names. You know, you sit and you know, go through these names, but it makes us think how many people are involved in bringing that picture out on the cinema. Do you understand? Each and every one of them. And there's a name, there's a, there's a part that they have played. One is a makeup artist, one is an IT. They have even HR. Human resources, they have even solicitors. Oh, it, it's, it's quite mind-blowing to see all that. We just think there's only the director, there's a cameraman, there's stunt masters and all that. No, 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 there's so much more, so much more in there. You should sometimes watch the movie and wait till you watch the names and go through them. But it is exciting. Probably, I'm just thinking, you know, this is, this is what Dave Demnish also has said. Probably later, when we see God face to face, in his big picture, he might have these names, a list of names going up. And guess what? Your name and my name will be up there. Hallelujah. And, and it'll come in bold letters saying, we did this, we did that. We'll be like, my name, my name. Like my daughter goes, Jessica, my name, my name. You see, that is how much God is interested in us. He has the desire to have fellowship with us. He has chosen us, and he has a part for each and every one of us to play. Everybody's included, and we are involved. The second point that we are learning from this passage is that, just as, God, I mean, just as we read, the Spirit of God fills us with skills, wisdom, ability, and expertise. Wow. That's very interesting. You see, the Holy Spirit of God himself is training someone, giving them the skill, the wisdom, the ability, and the expertise. And he chooses Bezalel and Aholiab for this job. You know what, guys? The Bible tells, and it is absolutely true, and, and uh, you can absolutely rejoice in this, God has given each and every one of us, filled us with the Spirit, yeah, has given us skills, wisdom, ability, and expertise. 
God gives us abilities and helps us fulfill his purpose, both big and small. The common problem we all have, especially within the church setting, is that we think filling of the Holy Spirit, people having you know, these gifts and the talents, is for people on the stage. We might think, oh, Zach, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He can lead into worship. He's a very talented guy. You know, the team there, oh yeah. Ron, oh, definitely. He's filled with the Holy Spirit because he can go hold on to the mic and he can talk. He can lead people in communion. So you can, you know, uh, you, you can think about the preacher. You can think about the host. You can think about anyone who goes up there. You can think about the video. You know, all that goes up. Oh, they are great people. They are chosen people. I come from a place where in Asian background, we all, where people have such respect towards the pastor, which is great, but they think they are the only chosen one. Why? They say, oh, the Spirit of God is upon them. Spirit of God. But you know what God says? The Spirit of God is upon each and every one of us because he loves fellowship with all of us and he's including everyone. We all have some skill some wisdom, some ability, some expertise that we have received from God. It may be big, it may be small. It's only in our eyes, the sad thing is, it's only in the eyes of <clears throat> humans, we have this rating. We have this rating scheme, isn't it? We always portray certain things as big, this is great, this is amazing. And we have certain things we think, that's, ah, that's okay, that's okay. No, we all are important for God, and he gives us big abilities, he also gives us small abilities. Exodus 31 verses 3 um, says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom and ability and expertise in all kinds of craft. In all kinds of crafts. Here, you see, it's not just talking about the church or a tabernacle or something to do with this setting, what it means is that even in our day-to-day -day life, even wherever we are working, even wherever we are, God is giving us skills to perform our duties really well. Yeah? Whether we work in a health sector, whether we work in a restaurant and the chain of restaurants or anything related with that, whether we work in a school or anything to do with school or teaching, whether we are... <clears throat> working in also, you know, the car mechanic designing, engineering field, whatever it is, whether we are um, uh, just a homemaker. Sorry, that's a wrong word. I shouldn't say just a homemaker. Sorry, terribly sorry. That's not right. You are a homemaker. You see, God has filled you with his spirit to do your job, whatever you're doing, to the best of your ability. God has given abilities uh, God-given ability, abilities are a blessing to us, our family, our church, and our community. Many of us think that if I don't use my skill in the church, I'm not honoring God. Many of us think if I'm not using it, or if I'm not bringing it in the front, or it's not, nothing to do with church, then I don't know how I'm glorifying God. No, even... These gifts are given so that it turns out to be a blessing to the community, irrespective of where you are. Wow. Yes, thank God he gives us the gifts 
um, uh, that blesses us and others. In uh, Matthew chap- um, chapter 22, verses 37, when Jesus is talking about the two greatest commandments of all, where he sums up all the commandments in, in these two, he says the second one. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. You are basically using the skills, the ability, the wisdom, and the expertise that you have received to bless others. I'm going to call a few people now forward. Um, they come from different sectors. Ron, can you please come? Yeah, if you see Kathy, please. Dean, there's Dean Collins. Where's Emmanuel? Emmanuel, please. Yes. Some couldn't uh, um, come today because of, yeah, if you, if you sit down there, please. You can sit down. You can sit, or stand, whichever. Whichever. Right. I've just, you know, asked and talked to a few people and then asked them to share their story of how God filled them with the Holy Spirit and used them um, to bless many others. Yeah? So we're going to start with Ron, and then we carry on. Yes, Ron, you can share your story. Right, so it's, it's part of our story. Um, <clears throat> when we went to China, we never thought one thing that we would do... Sorry, being asked to stand up from people at the back. When, when uh, Joy and I went to China, we didn't think that we would actually get involved in a thing called Nosh Books. When, uh, when we went to China, but at the same time our boys went to university and Ben didn't do very well, looking after himself and feeding himself, and because he'd never watched his mum learn how to cook. And, uh, and, and so he, he just wasn't very well. So Joy decided that she would write a cookery book for him. Uh, the interesting thing that came out of all of that, though, was that um, Joy was using her giftings. If Joy was here, she would she would share with, with you, and hopefully she'll be here soon. But uh, it wasn't until Joy became a Christian that she realized that God had gifted her with many things. And it wasn't until she became a Christian that she had the confidence that God filled her with confidence to actually use those giftings. And, uh, and so that would be her testimony that she would be ready to step out in doing things. And not many of us write a book, do we? Um, you know, but she had no problem just stepping out. Oh, I need to write a book for my, for my uh, oldest son. And uh, anyway, what, what ended up happening was that we wrote that book. It was for students. And uh, since then, we've developed it to, uh, to about, I think we've got 13 books at the moment. Um, but what amazingly, what happened was that <clears throat> um, our boys joined us in the business. And so Tim went off, Tim did a business degree, and, and so he came back, and, and so he started to help us on, on things like that. But also, he loves cooking, and so he... He does some of the cooking. He helps create some of the meals. Ben did a graphics degree, and or, or a product design degree, but he loves graphics, and so he designs our books for us. He designs our websites for us. Um, Joy did a, a, a textile degree, an art um, course, and and uh, and so she creates the meals and creates the ideas. Um, I, I did a. My background was business and. 
management. And so that's the sort of thing that I've been doing in the business and buying the books from China and places like that. But what's been amazing is actually how God has used us as a family. He's kept us all in Bedford, which is amazing as well. And we work together to do this. And, and uh, we, we say on the back of the book that Joy has helped over half a million <clears throat> over half a million students learn how to cook. And so in that way, you know, we're, we're obviously interfacing with the world. So that's our little story. Well done. Well done, Ron. You see, as Joy and the family, they came up with their gifting. They wanted to use it to bless others. They brought it. They cook. One person cooks, one person takes photography, one person, you know, builds a website and all that. One person manages all these things together. It, it has turned out to be a blessing to more than half a million students. Wow. You know what? We've got quite a few of their books, about seven or eight of them in our house, and you should try them. They are indeed a great blessing. Thank you, Ron. Well done to you and Joy and your family. Well done. We have Kathy now, who works in the council. She's a customer advisor, and she's going to tell. She's got plenty of stories, I tell you. She's got amazing stories, amazing woman of God, but she's going to share one of the stories. Right, okay. Um, I, was, I was working at uh, Bedford Council. I, was, I actually was made redundant and well, I took voluntary redundancy from my old job and I started working at the council. It was a, it, that was a testimony on its own. And, um, but I'll cut a long story short. Um, I was just before I was made permanent, uh, sorry, just after I was made permanent um, at, within the council, I worked for customer services. So I had a lot of training that needed to be done and um, so we were, we're working in this office. It's not a very big office, so everyone's kind of cooped up in, um, you know, desks right next to each other. And um, on one incident, there was um, somebody, um, there must be about, I think, maybe 30 people in the office. And there was a, a lady who has been there for a long time, and she has MS, multiple cirrhosis, I think that's how you say it, yeah. And um, she actually collapsed <coughs> in the middle of the office, and everybody went running to her and crowded around her to see if she was okay or what was going on. And I, was the, I looked around, there was nobody near me, and I thought, well, I better join them and go and have a look, see what's going on. But there was a voice that came very clear and um, very, I knew it was from God because it was a male's voice and someone said to me, God said to me, you're not going anywhere. You need to stay in that seat and you're going to pray for her. That's what you're going to do. Don't go over there. Yeah. So what I done was quickly I started praying. Um, I started praying for her and um, she then, the ambulance came and everything. Everyone was still around her. The ambulance came and still, I was still praying for her. I didn't move from that seat because I was commanded not to by God. And um, so the ambulance came and took her and a few days later, she came back in, and I spoke to her, asked her how she was and everything. And she goes, do you know what? She goes, that even though I have MS, she goes, they, I went into the hospital, and she goes, they reduced my medication. And she goes, I couldn't believe it. Why, how did they reduce my medication? If I'd got collapsed and I'd gone into the hospital, you'd expect your, your medication to be increased. And, she, and I said to her, I said, do you know what? I said, I, I was praying for you. That day, everybody ran towards you. I said, God spoke to me and told me to sit down and pray for you. So I prayed for you. 
And I know my God, he hears everyone's prayers. And um, so I said, I prayed for you, and that's the reason why your medication was reduced. So she was so shocked, and so now every time she needs prayer for anything, she'll always say, oh, I need to ask that lovely lady. I need to ask that lovely lady, because um, God listens to prayer. I just want to say that it doesn't matter what kind of job you have, whether it's a big, like Hudson was saying, big job, small job, Wherever God wants to use you, he will use you. And you will know the voice of the Lord. You will know the voice of God because he, he's not going to guide you to do anything wrong. It's always to benefit somebody else. Yes. Oh, praise God. Well done. Well done, Kathy. Amazing. That's the best customer support that you can ever receive. Someone praying for you, bringing in God, involving God into that, and then you see the miracle happening. Great. Now we have... Dean, and uh, he's a graphic designer. Um, I'm going to tell a bit more after he finishes, so he's going to tell his story. I made a few notes as well today because I'll probably forget everything I want to say. So, um, and I'm joined up here by Isaac. Son, do you want to say hi? Um, so, yeah, as a job, I'm a user experience designer, basically in full, um, at the Open University. Um, and I've been working there for about 10 years. Um, and I've, I felt God's blessing many times in my time working there. Um, and I feel blessed to be like, um, in the opportunity of working for an organization like the OU because they make learning accessible to everyone. Um, in some cases, it's quite free as well. So um, I feel quite blessed. Um, and just recently, we've been working in a project um, for the NHS where we're creating like a, a virtual reality experience for new trainees, new nurses who are going to start learning to take blood or listen to people breathing. So I've had the opportunity to work with nurses um, to be able to train, train nurses in a different environment and it's quite well-timed with COVID and everything going on as well where people haven't been able to be together as much as possible. Um, and as part of my job, it's about really listening to feedback from the users and the students and it's how we can improve like, the products to make their, their experience better, to make them be able to learn a little bit more as well, um, to be able to but be able to get, get them better at getting success in the end, really. And that's the ultimate goal, really, just to improve their lives and meet their objectives. Um, and outside the OU, uh, God has also blessed me over the last six years um, in working closely with an economic transformation um, think tank in Ghana. Um, and they work closely with leaders all across Africa. And I've, I felt God has blessed me with these opportunities to, to translate their work, their, their work with like leaders across Africa, um, into like new websites and, and new ideas that helps to share their vision with everyone um, and hopefully just improve like the future of like the economies there really so um, and just one more one more thing that I, I always do every day is just um, it's a, a, my usual prayer is just before I start a working day it's just asking for me to keep humble to give me give me knowledge and just use me as like a vessel to show himself really through so that's that's really my overview really well done Dean. amazing I can really, um, Manon, you want to come this side, because yeah. it might help. Um, I can really say, uh, I can really relate to what Dean is saying, because my wife, Vidya, is doing nursing with Open University, for whom they are building all these virtual reality lessons and videos and all that. And the first thing, ever since she's been on the coast, she says, oh, I just love this coast. They are so well organized, they are so well planned all these video lessons and all that, even without us knowing that it was Dean and Anna, they are actually building this, they are helping in that. 
And she was like, she was singing the praises of Open University. I was like, oh yeah, great, good. And then later on in the church, while we were talking with each other, he was just saying, oh, Open University, okay, I'm doing this. And it has turned out to be a blessing to many of them when you obey God and when you use God-given skills to bless others. Well done, well done, Dean, really good. Good. We have Emmanuel London. He has done so many jobs. He's done so many jobs. One of them was ambulance care assistant, and he's going to share his story. Um, part of my job, uh, we will pick the patient from the hospital and to drop wherever they want to go. But this patient was um, uh, who was a suicide attendant, and we took the patient from the hospital to London rehab. On the way, I was with him. The other person, my colleague, was driving the ambulance. And I was a little worried about him. And um, I prayed to God and give me the wisdom and words to talk to him. And he didn't talk to me in the beginning. And on the way, slowly, we, we have a conversation. And, I, and he told me about his loneliness. He was very lonely. And he slowly went to addict the alcohol. And he wanted to end up his life. And and I was sharing with my, how when I have a difficult time, <clears throat> I was uh, pray, um, reading the Bible and pray, and God definitely helping about that. God will speak to the word or of elder people with the speaking. God speak to me. And I was sharing these things, and he was interested. And uh, end of the journey, he was asking Bible. Uh, I want to read, I want to learn more, and when we drop the patient, then we, uh, I ask the, um, part of the, my job, I can't share my details to him. And uh, when we went there, I asked the staff to give him the Bible, which is he asked. And this is a very great journey for, the, for me. Well done, uh, well done, praise amazing, Lord. amazing. Really, oh, thank you, he's um, apparently, He's um, introduced to the other staff and says, can you give him a Bible? He's requesting for a Bible. We don't know what happened. He's just returned back. Yes, if you switch it off. And then um, that is how God used him when he was praying within his job using that. I can tell you more stories. I'm going to request you guys to go back. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. This is story. The reason why we're saying this is um, probably, you know what, I can even finish that. I've got a few more points, but I'm looking at the time. Um, uh, this is how God fills us with the Spirit and uses us, okay? I can talk about Ensign Uncle. During the COVID re- um, season, everything was new, but how the Spirit of God filled him with wisdom to handle. He headed the whole project of, of uh, you know, the hospital helping the nurses, the staff, the whole, you know, even, even the patients and everyone, you know, guiding them through what they need to be done. An amazing job, and we witnessed it. Yeah, we have plenty of nurses here. We, we have plenty of care assistants who work, working in health sector. We're doing an amazing job. We have, uh, uh, I haven't told the story of Srija, who is supposed to have been a blesser. She wasn't well. She can come here. She had an amazing story of how she goes and teaches disadvantaged children, and they don't want to come to school. They really don't want, they are like, they want to be dropouts. But she took her initiative prayed, and she went and visits them, calls them, and now they call her school mom. That's what they call her. You are the mom in the school. And uh, they want to come to school just because of her. 
and they're all now graduating well. I know this will be the story for Joyce, this will be the story for Adam Hayward sitting here, it'll be many other talks who are all teachers and in, in the teaching uh, field. Um, I can talk about Sunu Auntie. She's a homemaker, but she's an amazing lady. She's got a great gift of friendship and love and a motherly gift that she has. I tell you, most of the children born in, in the Bedford Hospital, uh, they, the first person probably they would have seen, one of the first person will be Sunu Auntie because everybody asks for a birthing partner. You know, they'll ask for the birth partner, Sunu Auntie, please. Whether they are from the church or outside, they'll all say, for both my children it was Sunu Auntie. You know, um, um, many of them, all they want is Sunu Auntie because of a gift, the love that she shares. We have Zach, who's working in a restaurant, who's doing an amazing job. We have Jainti Auntie. You should see her uh, cooking skills. She uses to glorify God. I can go on and on. I have uh, Monanan, my HR manager. How? He, you ask him, you go and talk to him, he'll tell you thousands of stories of how God uses him. Andriaka, she's not here. She's a solicitor. She was a solicitor, but she uses her expertise in how she's blessing others. You know what? God wants to bless the community. One of the reasons is he's revealing himself through the church to the people around the heavenly realm. This is the verse says, God's purpose in all this to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety. What is this variety? Health sector, you know, cooking, um, homemaking, teaching sector, what not, every single sportsmanship, or, you know, um, athletes, um, any field you take, God has given us this gift so that he can reveal himself through us. Thank God for his amazing choice. Thank God for his amazing gifts that he gives us. I'll just say this and I'm going to finish. God arranges divine appointments. We were praying, one of the prayer meetings, we were praying that, Lord, Lord, we pray that you organize, you know, divine appointments with, with the people around, that each and every one of us, you know, somehow reveal that God loves them. When they come and meet them, let them encounter, let them know that God loves them through this encounter. But you know what? Stuart, who was there, he just immediately responded, like, you don't have to pray for divine appointments. He just turned up. You are the divine appointment. You are the divine appointment. We who are filled with the Spirit of God, who are being loved and who are enjoying this relationship, fellowship with God, we carry Him wherever we go. So anybody who encounters wherever we are, in all our uh, workplace, in the community, in our homes, in, our, uh, uh, in the church, wherever we are, we are the divine appointment. Isn't God amazing? Do you think God is going to use you? Do you think God is going to be revealing himself through you? Yes, hallelujah. Let's close our eyes. Just, let's just close our eyes. <clears throat> We've been listening to amazing stories. They are just a few. But I know many of you seated here have plenty of story to share. Plenty of experiences. What we're going to ask is, we're going to ask God, God, fill me. God, fill me. Fill me with your spirit even more. Give me the ability, the expertise. Give me the wisdom. Give me the skills that I need. Lord, I can clearly see certain skills are definitely from you. Bless me even more that I would use it to glorify your name. Honor you in everything. That people will come to know you 
and get better in their lives because of this. Let's humbly ask God to say, God, use me. We recognize, we acknowledge. Use, we want to use, we submit this gift to you, Lord. We say, use this gift for your glory. For your glory, Lord. Father, thank you that you have set us, you have chosen us, and you have set us as a divine appointment. You're not just asking this, us to do it by ourselves, but you are filling us with your spirit to do this. We need you, Lord. We need you. We cannot do it without you. We need you, Lord. We love you. Help us to witness many stories that will come in the future and that, that we will grow in it and we will multiply in it. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.